A baseball player's MLB debut is without a doubt one of the most exciting days in their lives. Whether they're a top prospect or they spent years and years grinding in the minor leagues for a shot in the show, I'm sure it's a thrilling experience no matter who you are. Some debuts are highly publicized, while others aren't subject to really a ton of media attention. But no matter who's debuting, it's still an awesome day for the player as well as their friends and family. Thinking back to my childhood, I can remember some pretty exciting ones. Probably the first one that comes to my mind for me is Steven Strasburg's debut. On June 8, 2010, Strasburg made his MLB debut and was stellar for the Nationals. He went seven innings, striking out 14 Pirates while only giving up two runs and an eventual 5-2 win. I remember him being very hyped at the time coming into the start, and for him to come in and instantly deliver was really crazy for my nine-year-old eyes. But what about somebody who isn't hyped up in their debut? What about someone who isn't a top prospect, but rather somebody who had to spend an extended period of time in the minor leagues awaiting the call-up? This is the story of how a 27-year-old Daniel Nava managed to have one of the most memorable MLB debuts of all time. What's up, guys? Thanks for checking this video out. If you like what you hear, be sure to subscribe. I also have a podcast titled the MLB Hall of Pretty Good Podcast, where we talk about players who maybe weren't perennial all-stars or always in the MVP conversation, but still had good careers that deserve to be remembered. Be sure to check it out. It's on Apple Podcasts as well as Spotify. You can also find me on Instagram and TikTok at MLB Hall of Good. Now, back to Daniel Nava. Like with any good story, let's start at the very beginning. Daniel Nava was born in Redwood City, California on February 22, 1983. As a freshman in high school, Daniel Nava only weighed 70 pounds and stood at only 4 foot 8. By the time his senior season in high school came around, he had grown to 5 foot 5 and weighed in at 150 pounds. While he was able to grow a lot during his time in high school, he was still considered to be pretty small of stature. After he graduated from St. Francis High School, he attended Santa Clara University and attempted to walk onto the baseball team there. Sadly, and probably in part due to his small size, he wasn't able to make the cut and was given a spot as the team's equipment manager. He spent two years at Santa Clara, but then he left college due to not being able to afford the tuition. So, after his attempt to jumpstart his baseball career at Santa Clara, he decided to enroll in the College of San Mateo, which is actually a junior college. I had never heard of this place until doing research for this video, but the college was established in 1922 and has about 10,000 students. While there, he ran into an old friend at the gym who encouraged him to try out for the baseball team at the school. And me personally, I could totally understand him being hesitant if I was in Daniel Nava's shoes. I'm sure it definitely was tough to not make the team at Santa Clara, and I'd be terrified to experience that feeling a second time. Luckily though, Daniel Nava has much bigger balls than me because he made the team and even became a junior college All-American. Santa Clara found out about Nava's success and wanted him back. And no, not to come back and handle the other players' jock straps and dirty socks, but instead to be a member of the team. They even offered him a full scholarship. Honestly, good for Daniel Nava. We love a good redemption arc around here. While playing his lone season at Santa Clara, Nava absolutely balled out. He hit 395 with an on-base percentage of 495. Absolutely stunning production for a former equipment manager. Nava graduated from college and sadly went undrafted by the MLB. He then signed with the Chico Outlaws of the Golden Baseball League, who played their games in Chico, California. For some reason, the Outlaws pretty much immediately cut Nava, but then brought him back about a year later to fill an open spot on the team. It really seems like people love rejecting Daniel Nava, only to call him up a little bit later asking him to come back. 
The Chico Outlaws would be happy they brought Nava back, though, as he hit 12 dick slaps with a 371 batting average in 2007. This got Nava a bit of a national spotlight as Baseball America ranked him as the number one independent league prospect. Now this is where the Red Sox come in. After noticing his impressive play, the Sox purchased the rights to Daniel Nava for the grand total of $1. Yes, you heard that right. This agreement also stated that the Red Sox would pay the Outlaws $1,499 if Daniel Nava managed to stick around after spring training. Nava's first season in the Red Sox system saw him playing for the Class A Lancaster Jethawks. It honestly seems like everywhere Daniel Nava goes, he just hits the ball well, and this was no exception. In 85 games, he crushed it, batting 341 with 10 dongs and 59 riblets. Not bad at all for a player that only cost the Red Sox a single dollar bill up front if you ask me. 2009 saw Daniel Nava do what he always does, hit the baseball, this time playing for the Salem Red Sox in Virginia. Fun fact, by the way, I used to live in Virginia, and I actually got to see Daniel Nava play as a member of the Salem Red Sox. He put up phenomenal numbers in Salem, hitting 339 with one homer and 13 RBIs and an OPS of 930. Nava just keeps hitting. Now we jump to the year 2010, which sees Daniel Nava open the season playing for the Red Sox AAA affiliate. He was quoted as saying, I know I have the talent and ability, and I can keep playing at the next level. And honestly, I can't blame Daniel Nava whatsoever if he felt frustrated that people may still be doubting his abilities. It seems like for his whole life up to that point, he had constantly been cut from teams and told no and not given the respect he deserved despite the fact he never stopped hitting the ball well. Luckily, Daniel Nava only had to hold on for a few more months because on June 12, 2010, Daniel Nava would make his major league debut against the Philadelphia Phillies. At the time, the Red Sox were 37-27 and 27 and had called Daniel Nava up to help out their outfield that had been plagued by injuries. Now on that day, the Red Sox rolled out this lineup. We had Marco Scuro batting leadoff and playing short, Dustin Pedroia playing second and batting second, David Ortiz hitting third and DHing, Kevin Euclid playing first and batting cleanup, J.D. Drew hit fifth and played right field, Adrian Beltre in his lone season in Boston playing third, Jason Veritek in the seventh hole behind the dish, Darnell McDonald, a personal favorite player of mine, in center and batting last and playing left field, making his major league debut, Daniel Nava. Scott Atchison also got the start for the Red Sox. For the Phillies, we saw the flying Hawaiian Shane Victorino playing center and leading off, Jason Worth batting second and in right, Chase Utley playing second and batting third, Slugger Ryan Howard batting cleanup and playing first base, Ben Francisco in the five hole and DHing, Raul Abanez in left, Greg Dobbs at the hot corner, Brian Schneider batting eighth and catching, and Wilson Valdez playing short and batting last. Joe Blanton got the start for Philadelphia that day. Sorry for that slight detour with checking out the lineups. I just absolutely love going back and looking at all those old ones. It's so nostalgic. I love seeing all those players from my childhood on the lineup card. But now, let's move on to the bottom of the second inning at Fenway. The 37,061 in attendance are looking on as the Red Sox head up to bat down 2 to nothing. I'm not sure they were aware of the greatness that was about to unfold. J.D. Drew steps up to the dish to lead off the inning and smacks a home run the right field to put the Red Sox on the board. It's now 2-1. Then, Adrian Beltre singles the center field, Veritek gets a bunt single to third base, and Darnell McDonald's also singles to the right field. Three straight singles load up the bases. And whose turn is it to bat? That's right, Daniel Nava. The lefty steps up to the plate for his first career MLB at bat. The guy who had to settle for an equipment manager job a guy who had to play junior college, a guy who went undrafted, 
guys whose rights were essentially bought for only one single dollar. The 27-year-old had made it and looked to do some damage in his first ever opportunity. Prior to the game, Red Sox radio broadcaster Joe Castiglione had given some advice to Daniel Nava. He told Daniel Nava to make sure he swung the bat as hard as he could on the first pitch he sees because it's, and I quote, the only first pitch in the majors you'll ever see. Nava followed this advice, and man did it pay off. On the first pitch Daniel Nava ever sees in the MLB, he absolutely crushes a grand slam off Joe Blanton right into the Red Sox bullpen. Daniel Nava became only the fourth player to ever hit a grand slam in his first at bat, as well as only the second player ever in the history of the MLB to do it on the first pitch he had ever seen. Kevin Kuzminoff, the GOAT, previously accomplished it in 2006. Daniel Nava had recorded his first MLB hit, homer, and RBIs all in one pitch and one swing. It honestly sounds like a fairy tale. What a moment for him. I actually was watching this game live on TV at my grandmother's house and it's always a memory I'll keep in my mind forever. Nava actually came up to bat with the bases loaded again the very next inning, but this time he struck out. I think it's okay though. The Red Sox went on to win the game eventually with a score of 10-2. Nava also got a double later in this game as well. Despite being DFA'd by the Red Sox in 2011, he stayed in the organization and played for the Red Sox all the way up until 2015 winning a World Series in 2013 in the Fear the Beard season and actually putting up exceptional stats that year as well. They were really good. After his tenure in Boston, Nava saw time with the Rays, Angels, Royals, and finally the Phillies where his career wrapped up in 2017. Nava finished his career with a war of 8.2, 29 homers, 206 RBIs, and a career batting average of 266. He even put up an OPS plus of 102 for his career, indicating he was 2% above league average. Not bad at all for a former equipment manager turned junior college star turned undrafted free agent turned big leaguer. Daniel Nava should be a person we look to for inspiration because no matter the rejection he faced, he did nothing but hit and then hit some more. What a fantastic story. Daniel Nava will forever be remembered as having one of the absolute coolest MLB debuts in the history of the sport. While he didn't make his debut with the lofty expectations of a top prospect or a number one pick, he did work as hard as anyone to get where he wanted to be, and that's something we can all respect. Shout out to one of the greatest MLB debuts ever. Well guys, there's the story of Daniel Nava's first pitch grand slam. If you thought that was pretty good, be sure to check out the MLB Hall of Pretty Good podcast for weekly profiles on your favorite forgotten big leaguers. Also, hit us up on Instagram and TikTok at MLB Hall of Good Podcast. Thanks everyone for tuning in and talking baseball with me. Hit subscribe if you liked.